Back in June, Britney Spears, one of the biggest pop stars of the 21st century, shocked the world when she testified that she essentially had no control over her own life. I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. It's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. Spears has been living under a conservatorship for 13 years. For a lot of those years, Britney's fans have speculated about the singer's well-being under the arrangement. It's what sparked the Free Britney movement. And that clip of Britney you just heard was from her testimony this summer, where she went on record for the first time in years speaking out against the conservatorship. And hearing Britney talk about how unhappy she is was the validation that a lot of her fans have been waiting for. And since that testimony in June, a lot has changed for Britney Spears. She's been more vocal about her life, her family, and her fans. And she was allowed to hire her own lawyer for the first time since the conservatorship started. But we also know a lot more about the ways the conservatorship was maintained over the years. And some of it is pretty shocking. Here's a clip from the New York Times documentary, Controlling Britney Spears. Her phone, her own phone and her own private conversations were used so often to control her. I know for a fact that Jamie would confront Britney and say, hey, why did you text this person? Just because you're in control, doesn't give you the right to treat people like property. It didn't feel like she was being treated like a human being. On Friday, a judge will make a decision about Britney Spears' case that could change the pop star's life forever. Welcome to Pop Culture. I'm Bridget Armstrong. Today, a conversation about Britney Spears' conservatorship. Don't you know that you're toxic? ahead of the court scheduled hearing that could dissolve the arrangement and have bigger implications for the way we think about disability rights. If you're of a certain age, you have to remember the world before Britney Spears and after. Before Britney, teeny bopper pop was pretty much dominated by boy bands. Sure, we had the Spice Girls and Destiny's Child, but there weren't many solo female acts. And the few that did make it sang songs about stolen glances in the cafeteria and sweet first kisses. They definitely didn't sing about sex while doing Janet Jackson-level choreography in crop tops. The rise of Britney Spears changed all of that, and it felt like overnight. One day we woke up, and it was the era of Britney, bitch. The moment she came out in those pigtails and schoolgirl uniform and upset parents everywhere, but the kids couldn't stop singing the song. Bianca Betancourt is the culture editor for Harper's Bazaar and a self-described Britney superfan. I grew up with an older sister, a couple years older than me, who was just listening to her all the time. (laughs) I mean, that was just the soundtrack in my household as we were getting ready for school was Britney, Britney, Britney. And our collective fascination with Britney Spears has only continued as we've gotten older. I think she set the mold in so many different ways, personally and professionally. When you talk about musically, so many of the female pop stars we have today take notes out of Britney's book. When you look at people like Selena Gomez, when you look at people like Ariana Grande, even Dua Lipa, 
the way they dress, the way they portray themselves, the way they perform. I mean, there's always, always, always some sort of nod to what she created as a teenager when she first came on the scene. That influence is evident no matter what. But that influence has always come with a cost for Britney Spears. From very early on, the personal details of her life were fodder for the tabloids and paparazzi. I think in terms of the more tabloid side of things, the public persona side of things, I think Britney really kind of figuratively took a bullet for a lot of these pop stars today. Because even though, yes, female pop stars are still scrutinized, they're still unfairly judged, you know, they're still sexually objectified in so many ways. They have more power over how they're perceived. And tabloid magazines don't have the influence they once have. Granted, now it all kind of exists in the internet age, in the digital age, and social media. But Britney really was one of the first <laughs> to undergo that. And that pressure, the scrutiny, and the unwanted media attention has a lot to do with how Britney Spears ended up in the conservatorship in the first place. I mean, you need to go back to 2007. Hi, Britney! Two years of marriage, Britney Spears has filed for divorce from Kevin Federline, citing irreconcilable differences. She was in the middle of divorcing Kevin Federline, who was also the father of her two babies, who she had very close together. She was a young mother, now becoming a young divorcee, and, you know, had the public eye looking from all ways around at what was going on in her life. the biggest news in the country, ladies and gentlemen. Britney Spears is leaving Jason! Is Britney a bad mom? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's America for you. (laughs) Yeah, but as a mother, that has to hit pretty close to home. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I specifically remember growing up at that time, you know, when she was quote unquote experiencing her breakdown and you just, you couldn't go into a grocery store, a bodega, an airport without seeing multiple magazines covering her in the most unflattering and offensive ways. And so, you know, people pinpoint her breakdown as when she shaved her head. Oh, you like her hair, And then shortly after that was when... She had to be hospitalized against her will. There was an incident at her L.A. home where essentially she didn't want anyone to take away her children from her. She had locked herself in a bathroom. She refused to come out. And that is when she was put under um, 5150 hold at a local L.A. hospital. And very shortly after that moment where she had been hospitalized was when... Basically, her family, helped by her father, got together and were like, we're going to, quote-unquote, take care of this. And that is when her conservatorship began. So many of Britney Spears' personal struggles have played out on the public stage. And now, 13 years later, the struggle over this conservatorship has captured the attention of media and fans. Britney's supporters started the Free Britney movement out of concern for the pop princess. And at first... Most major media outlets kind of ignored the story. But as the movement gained traction, some of the bigger news organizations pounced. Britney Spears. There have been several documentaries about Britney Spears that have come out just this year. 13 years under her father's control. First was Framing Britney Spears from the New York Times. The Free Britney movement is advocating for the end of Britney Spears' conservatorship. For people who hadn't been following this story really closely, 
This documentary shed a lot of light on Spears' personal struggles as a pop star under this conservatorship. Stand up for you, Britney Spears, and we won't stop until you reach freedom. Britney responded to that doc on Instagram, saying she cried for weeks after watching it, and that she couldn't finish it because she was embarrassed by the way she was being portrayed. Since that monumental hearing in June, three more docs have been released. And Britney Spears has slammed all of them for being hypocritical. Britney had a fear that her family would barge in and take everything. Netflix released a documentary, Britney vs. Spears, in which they talked to a lot of people who've been close to Britney over the years, including former boyfriends and assistants. Britney's been silenced to speak out about anything that's really going on. CNN released a documentary that also focused on the details around her pursuit to end the conservatorship. CNN Special Report, Toxic, Britney Spears' Battle for Freedom, Sunday at 8. But probably the most shocking one of these projects is the latest New York Times documentary released with Hulu called Controlling Britney Spears. I've never spoken about what we witnessed. You know, we signed those NDAs and it has been hard to come forward. That doc alleged that Britney Spears' father, Jamie, hired a security company to monitor every single detail of her life. So the biggest thing with the controlling Britney Spears documentary was we learned for the first time these allegations from a former member of Britney's security team about how intensive the surveillance was watching Britney underneath her conservatorship. Some of the biggest allegations were recording her private conversations in her bedroom when she would have boyfriends over, when she was watching her children in basically alleging that no matter where she was going in her home, no matter who she was speaking to, she had no privacy and everything was allegedly being watched by her father and also a few members of her management and business team as well. Here's a clip from the documentary of a man who used to work for the security company. His name is Alex Vlasov. You would be able to see all messages, all FaceTime calls, notes, browser history, um, photographs. Idan would bring me text messages of conversations that Brittany would have, and he would ask me to encrypt those messages and give it to him so he could pass it on to Robin and Jamie. As time went on, they became very comfortable with me. Um, they, they openly talked about monitoring her. Their, their reason for the monitoring was, you know, looking for bad influence, looking for potential, you know, illegal activity that might happen. But they would also monitor conversations with her friends, um, with her mom, with her lawyer, Sam Ingham. If there's anybody that should be off limits, it should be Britney's lawyer. And now that allegation, along with other allegations about mismanagement of funds by Britney Spears' father, could be on the table for a judge to consider as they make a decision about Britney Spears' future. The conservatorship should end. There should be no, I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work and provide money and work for myself and pay other people. It makes no sense. The laws need to change. What state allows people to own another person's money and account and threaten them and saying, you can't spend your money unless you do what we want you to do. So much has happened since we last heard from Brittany in her own words back in June. 
and I wanted to understand what all these developments mean. So I called up Brittany Spanos. She's a senior writer for Rolling Stone. Since that hearing, since that testimony, a few things have changed for Britney's situation legally. One of them being her father is no longer the head of her conservatorship. Could you talk a little bit about that and some of the other legal changes that have happened since that hearing? Yeah, so there has been a long process over the last couple of years of getting Jamie Spears off the conservatorship. This was really the biggest thing. And that's what the testimony in June had been part of was to have him removed. and. From then, she has gotten new legal counsel, which is really important. She had a court-appointed lawyer since the beginning of it. She's basically deemed incapable of hiring outside legal counsel. There's also a point where they told her that she couldn't, which is against her legal rights to be able to do that. So she has finally gotten new legal counsel. Her manager left. A lot of people from her team who are probably in some way legally culpable for a lot of the claims that she's made against the conservatorship. She didn't name a lot of names at the time, but it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty telling if you're quitting immediately after that, that you might have a little bit of an issue coming down in the next couple of years if she is free and able to take any legal action against them. A lot of people left and her father finally willingly left the conservatorship. He resigned. And there was a a period of time in the last few years where he was also not the main conservator. Um, He was very ill for a while and Jody Montgomery had taken over, but he had never been officially off the conservatorship until he resigned himself. So right now I believe Jody Montgomery is still considered the temporary conservator. I believe she was still signed on to it. But yeah, basically what is needed to be figured out is as of the first week of November, Jamie had put in a petition to have Brittany removed fully from the conservatorship, and which is a huge step for him to personally do that. And this is what the hearing on November 12th is going to be about, is whether or not she needs to get a medical examination, which is who knows how long that will take. There's a lot of questions about sort of the process of being removed from it, right? Because it's like, there is a reason why she was put under it, supposedly. There is an idea that she was mentally incapable at the time to manage her own life. So it's a matter of like, is are those issues still there? Are there things that she can handle outside of being under conservatorship? Which I think most people would agree would be yes. You know, she's a fully functioning human and, you know, conservatorships are pretty extreme and are usually for people who do have actual dementia and who are much, much older. They can be abusive no matter what age someone's put under it. But that's kind of typically the emergency situation where they're used. So for someone who's just turning 40 this year to be under one for as long as she has is pretty pretty wild and seems like she has a good case to get off of it. And as you mentioned, her father, Jamie, petitioning to have the conservatorship removed is a huge step. I know this is all speculation, but why would he do that? Is there any reason? I mean, he's been, as someone who's been the head of the conservatorship, who's never sort of made this move to to remove it and let Britney out of it. Why now? You know, I, I think like there's like a part of me that's like, maybe there is some sort of like paternal instinct finally kicked in where he's like, this is messed up and I need to save my daughter or this, I regret putting my daughter under this type of distress for over a decade. But also, I don't know, she has threatened to sue her entire family. That is the reality. She said this in the testimony, but in a since-deleted Instagram post, she had also pointed out that her mother was the person who had 
planted the idea of a conservatorship and now has shown up in court and been like, oh no, we need to get her off of this. Like, it's very clear Britney Spears no longer cares about her family. Like, she no longer cares about finding ways to fix her relationship with them. She is done and is, I, she is going to be suing them. She already said that she will be suing them. So it's, I, I feel like it's a strategic move. I think it's like a strategic move on his part to make his life easier because he no longer has the primary source of income that he's had for over a decade of his life. And his multimillionaire pop star daughter is about to sue him for whatever he has left. And that's just like the reality of what's going to happen. Like, I don't even think that this sort of move is meaningful enough to stop Britney Spears from wanting to get whatever sort of legal revenge that she can and deserves to get. I think for a lot of people, we didn't really understand how much of Britney's life might be controlled. And one of the things that's come out since she last testified was that her father allegedly hired a surveillance company, like this security company, to essentially monitor her. We're not just talking about them monitoring, like, her comings and goings outside of her home. Yeah. We're talking about them, like, reading all of her text messages, listening into her conversation. Yeah, every detail that's come out has been so completely horrendous and just, like, we can't imagine that being our, our everyday lives. Like, it's a really just wild concept that the biggest pop star in the world, again, who is someone who has been very, very highly productive ever since then, like releasing multiple albums, tours, all of that, was basically treated like she was literally just like a prop that they just kind of pushed on stage. And like, you know, then they brought her back and then she just had to be watched all the time and like couldn't even just like sleep, couldn't go to the bathroom, couldn't like, it was in her bedroom when she was with her boyfriend. Like she couldn't have like private conversations or private moments in her life. And it's just like really, it's just really awful to know that that's how she had been living for so long. But yeah, I mean, every single detail showed that there was a type of really abusive control that her father was exhibiting over her and that not just her father, the entire team surrounding it had been exhibiting over her because, again, she was a vehicle for making more money. They were making a lot of money off of her. And so because they had the legal right to do this, which is where a lot of abuse cases and conservatorships come from, is that once you're given the right to basically play God over someone's life, people take it too far. Like they never know sort of that limit, especially when it's a family member and not an outside conservator helping out. Like there's that limit doesn't exist anymore because you are suddenly basically treating this person like a puppet because the court has ordered you to do that. Brittany on her Instagram called out her mother for her role in establishing the conservatorship. She basically said that she gave her father the idea to do it. But Brittany's been a lot more vocal, mainly through social media, but been a lot more vocal since the hearing about the way she's living, about how she feels, about her family. What are some of the highlights? Um, what has Brittany been saying? Yeah. So the relationship with her Instagram and her fans is like, her Instagram for many, many years was the only form of communication people really had with her. Like she didn't do a lot of interviews anymore. You know, she just kind of like, did the Vegas residency and then like took some time off and like hung out. But she was very much like classic Britney on Instagram, right? Like she was always posting really like Facebook mom type memes and like fun, like little like things of like her painting and stuff like that. So there was a period of time during the conservatorship in the last few years, and especially when things started to like heat up legally, that it was very clear that she no longer really had as much control over her Instagram, like someone else is posting for her. It became a lot more of like promotional stuff. So to kind of see over the last few months, like that small thing kind of come back into her 
control because there's also periods where she just didn't have a phone. Like she just got, I believe, an iPad for the first time that she posted about. Like she just got that for the first time in her adult life that she's like owned her own thing. So yeah, so it's very clear that she's kind of using that once more as a way of communicating with her fans, thanking them. She's posted a lot about Free Britney. She's called out her family. She's done some like subtly shady posts about her sister, Jamie Lynn. She's posted a lot about her engagement. Like, it's very clear that she's like just trying to rebuild her life and trying to start over. Like, she has like this, this moment in time where she's like, is about to marry someone who has been with her for several years of this and been through kind of the worst of this and seeing it hopefully end. You know, she's posted a, a lot of kind of fun throwbacky stuff, a lot of her dancing. And just again, like a lot about wanting to feel free and feeling like she's like finally able to be a human again, which is just really beautiful and empowering to see from her. For sure. And the hearing, the next hearing um, scheduled for the 12th, what is on the table? What's at stake? What could happen? This will be the hopefully end all be all hearing. Again, it will really come down to whether there is a decision by the court that she will need a medical examination to solidify that she's out of the conservatorship. But this will be the hearing where we ideally find that out. I can't imagine that they would delay it any further, especially since Jamie Spears has put a petition for the conservatorship to end. And also, again, that that is a bit promising and the idea that maybe it will be more immediate, that maybe there will be a decision from the court that because her former conservator of over a decade has decided that she should no longer be under the conservatorship, maybe this will help. But it's it's hard to tell what the judge will will want and need. It's often people who, in the twilight of their lives, are under this conservatorship, and the idea is that it ends when they die. So that is, again, on her side, that this will end. I can't imagine that they're going to let this go any further. I can't imagine that the medical examination would say anything other than there might be other mental health issues, but I don't think anything that anyone would need a conservatorship for. There are many people who live very full and healthy lives where they are in charge of their lives and deal with debilitating mental health disorders constantly who are younger than Brittany, older than Brittany. I can't imagine that a medical examination would say anything other than that she's ready to do this. And hopefully the court is able to supply her with the right tools that she needs to re- establish herself in the world as a human and be able to like live on her own in that way. Cause again, that's, that's the only thing that like is going to be really probably strange and hard is that sort of transition from constant surveillance and possibly a lot of PTSD. So hopefully she's able to get the right tools to actually live the full and healthy life that she deserves. And this case, Britney's case in particular, has shed a lot of light on conservatorships, a word that most of us did not say before Free Britney movement. Um, What has been brought to light about conservatorships and how do you think the conversation will change around them after Britney's decision? Or not even after Britney's decision, just in the wake of all we know about what Britney Spears has gone through. Yeah, I think the rights of conservatees has been a big topic of conversation. I think it's very state by state, but for the most part, a lot of the a lot of conservatives don't have a, a ton of personal rights because their lives, again, are put in the control of someone else or, you know, a group of people. So when it comes to situations where there's been a clear abuse of conservatorship, it is very, very hard for them to get out of it just because the laws basically deem them incapable of making that decision or incapacitated by 
whatever it is that has put them under the conservatorship to have the ability to make a decision like that. So I think a lot of people are sort of examining how to proceed with that in a way that is able to handle situations like this. And there's just a lot of concerns that aren't really monitored from a legal perspective and easy to get away with from a legal perspective. And a lot of conservatorships tend to lean more towards the like wealthier people who have sort of a empire to have monitored, but it's not, it's not just for them. There are people who are under conservatorships who are just middle-class, lower middle-class. Like there's people who just like are put under these very abusive situations. They don't have to be. There could be a lot of really positive reasons for them to be under conservatorship, especially if it's an older person where they sort of have the ability to have someone sort of help them deal with day-to-day life. But it just, again, you're literally asking someone to play God with someone's life. And that's always kind of leads to something messy, especially if it's a family member, which is the most common conservator for a person to have. For sure. For (laughs) sure. So one thing that I think about, and I'm like trying to figure out how to feel about this, is the Free Britney movement, her fans have very much been involved in bringing this story to light, right? So they very much care about Britney. And I think Britney is one of the early pop stars we see that had stands, Mm -hmm. stands in the way that we think about them now. And they've been loyal, because if we're thinking about it, Britney's been a huge star since the 90s. And that involvement, you can see like the positivity in that involvement and the fact that like because they're so loyal, because they care so much, they've paid attention and it brought this issue to light. On the other hand, people are really obsessed with Britney Spears' life and the details of her life. And she doesn't seem to have a lot of privacy on the end of like the conservatorship but also her fans don't give her a lot of privacy. So I'm wondering like how you think about fandom around yeah. around Britney Spears and the Free Britney movement and you know depending on what happens on Friday like it may be a time in Britney's life yeah. where she can finally have privacy. But I wonder if the fans will do that because I think there's this feeling of like it's not just we love Britney. It's our duty to look out for Britney because no one else is doing it. Yeah. I have very mostly supportive but complicated feelings in the same way that you just expressed about how the movement has evolved. So Free Britney as a movement has existed since the beginning of the conservatorship. Like fans have, you know, obviously it was not as widespread as it is now, but fans have never supported it. So I guess it was around like 2018 or so when the movement started to become more widespread. There was the Britney's Graham podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Britney's Graham. Who did close analysis of Britney's Instagram for years, kind of as for fun, then sort of turned into, oh, like, what is she trying to tell us through this and more investigative? So they were the ones that really helped bring it to a wider audience, well beyond the Britney fandom. It's time to bring this to light. It's time for these people to be exposed for what they're doing to Britney Spears. We need to get this so public that the, the opinion needs to shift where there's no choice but to do right by by Britney Spears. But yeah, I think we're kind of getting to a point where I, I was growing a little weary of the TikTok and Instagram analyses that were happening of like, we told her to wear a yellow shirt and she's wearing a yellow shirt. It's like, Britney doesn't have a phone. Like she can't read the comments that say wear a yellow shirt. And also like you've posted multiple colors of shirts in here. Like that's not, it's not what's happening. It's becoming a little bit on conspiracy theory territory where like, we also just weren't hearing from her. So people were trying to fill a lot of space. But yeah, it's the same thing I feel with the documentaries. 
where there's just like an overload of people doing the very things that even the documentaries are highlighting, which is that like Britney became someone who was like deeply abused by the media and by the public and became the type of like obsession that was happening was just like really grotesque in the early 2000s. It's no less grotesque now to have like competing documentaries about all that. Like, it's just like, and also the way the fans are sort of like need to be in the, in the middle of it. Like, I think there's, I don't know. I, I'm very, very happy that there's a movement around it and that people want to see her be free. But I also, I'm hoping that the fans are able to let her go when she is ready to be on her own. And that's a concern in the same way that you're just pointing out, like that is very much a concern about like whether she'll be able to have the amount of privacy that she has yearned for for many decades, long before the conservatorship and deserves. She's been working since she was a little kid. So yeah, I think she deserves to kind of have that. I'm hoping that the fandom really allows her to spread her wings and, and do that. And as a Britney fan and someone who also writes about the pop star, this question has also been on Bianca Betancourt's mind. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially as, you know, so many improvements happen in the conservatorship case. There's been rumors, very unconfirmed rumors. When Britney's former manager retired, he was like, she has no desire to perform, so there's no point for me to be a manager. That is what he said. Also could have been a cop-out to get himself out of all the legal ongoings that are going on right now. Um, but there has been a lot of speculation that Britney has no desire to perform anytime soon, no desire to make music. And, you know, when you look at chatter on social media from some of her biggest fans, a lot of them understand that. They understand that what she's been going through is highly, highly traumatic. And she needs time to heal and be a human and be a person and be with her kids and make herself happy because she hasn't been able to do that for so long. I think there's another part of her fandom that sees this as a very bittersweet moment in her career. If she's able to get the freedom that she's been seeking, that's going to be a momentous occasion and people are going to celebrate that. But it also might represent a new beginning of the Britney Spears that we know, and also an ending to the Britney Spears that we once knew. As someone who's a fan of her as well, it makes me a little sad because the reason we all grew to love this person was because of the music, and we would love to hear more from her again. But I think definitely it's coming to an understanding from Britney fans that if that happens again, and it could be a rarity, it has to be on her terms and when she's ready. That's it for us today. I'm Bridget Armstrong, host and senior producer of the show. And I work with a very talented team to make it all possible. The show's producer is Alicia Key. Andrew Calloway is our senior engineer. Our director of audio is Graylin Brashear. Big thanks to Bianca Betancourt and Brittany Spanos for talking to us this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate, subscribe, and tell a friend. And we'll see you right back here next week.